The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, <clears throat> When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. It is with great joy that I stand before you. And to begin with, I want to thank you all for what you have done for me. It is truly an outpouring of God's abundant love for me, and it's quite overwhelming. Today I'm going to tell you a bit about my vocation call, how it's the same as your vocation call, and how this celebrates Jesus Christ, the King of the universe. Before I begin, I want to assure you that we were all trained in proper preaching at the seminary, and the first thing we learned was that we must always, without fail, finish preaching on the day we start. <laughs> Noon Mass is coming, so we better get going. I was sitting in the front pew at St. Gregory's with my family one early Sunday morning 
and Father Chris Bordeaux was talking about volunteering at the church, and he had these little cue card sign-up cards with boxes to check for positions, like usher, lector, Eucharistic minister, and such. And he asked us to sit quietly and look at the card, and if something jumped out at you, to check the box, write your name on it, put it in the offertory basket. Didn't mean you had to do it, it just meant the Holy Spirit was asking you to think about it. And then he said, if something comes to mind that is not written on the card, write it on the card and put it in the basket. It literally felt like someone touched me on the shoulder and whispered, Deacon, in my ear. It probably sounded nicer than that, but it gave me the chills. So do you know what I did? I immediately put the card down. Nope, not me. Wrong guy. No way. And I ignored it. Hard no. A year goes by, same pew, same priest, same mass, same card. I had so completely forgot about this incident that when he said to pick up the card, I picked up the card. And when he said, if something comes to mind, this tapping on my shoulder persisted, and I put the card down again. But this time, the Holy Spirit was at work, and he brought my wife in on the act. And as I had this reaction, and I put the card down, my wife gives me the, what was that face? And I give her the, oh, it's nothing face. She's persistent. I finally broke down and told her, I think I'm supposed to be a deacon. My ego was sitting there hoping that she laughs me out of the room and calls me crazy. But as they say in Star Wars, the force is strong with this one. The Holy Spirit is strong with my wife. She says, let's go see Father Gary. I was like, oh, Lord, help me. Little did I know that he was. We go see Father Gary, and he says, let's pray about it. I was like, pray? That's the answer? He's like, yeah, that's always the answer. My prayer life was weak. It still needs improving. We all need improving in our prayer life. So my prayer went very much like this. God, if you want this to happen, well, you know. Amen. Half-hearted. And even in that little space that I provided, there was an abundance of room for the Holy Spirit to work in me. And what was that little space? Not saying no. No closes the door hard. Not saying no is definitely not a yes. As we journey through formation, the Holy Spirit knew that I had not said yes. It seemed as though not no was good enough. Father Roy says to me, he's my spiritual director, it's like dating and the relationship's going in the right direction. Sooner or later, you're going to have to bring Jesus home to meet the parents. And all of the choices and questions until then were not no answers. I had recognized that saying no wasn't valid, and to hide behind a no would have been selfish. My yes came in January of this year. I was challenged. It became clear to me that I had changed. I was willing to rewrite a paper that I may not have spent enough time preparing, but that process altered my no, my not no, and it became an emphatic yes. Which brings us to today. 
Christ the King. What does that mean? Christ is King over all things already. The abuse of our free will allows him to deny us dominion over us by saying no. That no will boot us out of creation. My yes brought me to my knees before Bishop Fabro to yearn for the laying on of hands, yearn to long for the Lord to lead me, as today's psalm says. My yes made Christ king over my vocation, and it is affecting and improving every other aspect of my life. Believe me, my yes is incomplete. I have a long way to go, and I'm inviting you to grow along with me. Our Blessed Mother Mary is the only one who said yes, and it was complete from the moment she said yes. Every other saint and martyr grew their yeses into completeness. There's hope for us. I'm not inviting you all the way to yes. It feels like an impossible jump. I'm inviting you to not say no. Give the Holy Spirit a little bit of room to wiggle in your life. What's the harm? It's like going to a pool party where the communion of saints are swimming and we have our feet in the water. Some of us are standing on the steps up to our knees. Are we swimming? It's debatable. But no one can say we didn't get wet. Not no can revert to a no, but also it's a progression to yes. Today's reading in Psalm give us a foretaste of what saying yes gains for us. It's a reassurance so that we can say yes. I invite you to turn back to the reading sometime today or this week when it comes to mind and consider the promises in them. One or more of them is going to pull at you, and this is a good thing. I'm going to ask you some questions to prime the pump. I would invite you to close your eyes, and I'll give you a moment to consider each question. Don't worry, I'll tell you when I'm finished so you don't fall asleep. Do you feel that you have strayed? Do you feel sick or spiritually weak? Do you need to be rescued from a place of darkness? Would you like to have your soul restored? Would you like to rest? Would you like to have no fear? Please open your eyes. If you answer yes to one or more of those questions, it's an opportunity to say yes to Jesus, or at the very least, not no. Give it a try. I've written something on a piece of paper. I've sealed it in an envelope because it's private. I'm going to put this up in my office, so every day I look at it. But I'm going to do something more. I'm going to tell you about it, because I need you to help me with my yes. And it's my course language. I was raised on a construction site. And when my father wasn't there, things may have gotten a little colorful. My dad would always say, how long did you go to school to learn to speak like that? And I welcome all of you to say that to me when you witness me speaking coarsely. I will it will have the appropriate impact. As brothers and sisters in Christ, I want you to help me grow in my yes, and as you help me grow, you cannot help but cultivate your yes. This morning's prayer in the Liturgy of the Hours was Ephesians 
chapter 4, verse 15 and 16, and it talks about the support that we give one another are strengthening the tendons in the body of Christ. The gospel today tells us what not saying no looks like in action. Not saying no to the promptings of the Holy Spirit leads you to care for our brothers and sisters who are without. But it's more than that. We, the baptized, are being configured to Christ. We are the mystical body of Christ, the church. We are the adopted brothers and sisters of Christ, and when we say not no, we begin the process of conversion, and it's a natural fit. This is where we belong. Listen to the surprise in the voices. Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? They were naturally saying yes to Jesus by not saying no to helping someone, to their surprise. As we go through conversion to Christ, we will naturally act as the first reading says. We will seek the lost. We will seek those who have strayed. We will bind up the injured and heal the sick because we are becoming Christ's brothers and sisters. This happens because at the very least, we've not said no. In fact, all of us are here today because we have said yes in some degree. Familiarity can numb us to the magnificent truth that we are in the presence of. At the beginning of Mass, when Father asked us to prepare ourselves to celebrate the mysteries of our faith, we are in fact offering ourselves to be changed and configured to Christ. We consume Christ's body not only for nourishment, but so that we may be changed, conformed, configured to Christ, ultimately becoming the mystical body of Christ. Let us ponder that infinite mystery as we enter the liturgy of the Eucharist and carry it with us home today and through this week. Let the Holy Spirit soften our no's into not no's and our not no's into yeses so that we may enjoy the eternal banquet face to face with God.